Welcome back to another episode of After Taps, the podcast with uh, Eric Marshall and Tim Flanagan. Finally back. Uh, it's good to have you back. It's been a couple episodes it's without great. you, so. It's great to be back. All right, guys, uh, this is going to be a fun episode that we have planned today. We've got some big names in the lacrosse community. Um, it's coming back to CMA after a, a an episode over at CGA where we talked to the Dance Vision team, which, uh, just to recap that a little bit, I, I did have a lot of fun getting to talk to all the girls about their side of campus and what it's like to be a member of the CGA Dance Vision team. So shout out Dance, Dance Vision, and uh, I'm really happy that you guys were able to come on to the podcast. So, Tim, what's uh, what's been going on on campus lately? Uh, I don't know. It's kind of been dry other than the weather. Yeah. But I think actually today, so one of the guys we're actually interviewing later, and I was working with him in our AP Spanish class, and all of a sudden this, this really just bad smell takes over the room. We're like, what is that? <laughs> and in Spanish, he's like, oh, todo es bien, which is basically like, oh, everything's fine, right? And mm-hmm. it wasn't fine at all, like. It smelled so bad, and everyone, everyone in class was like, "Can we please just go outside and do our yeah, work up yeah. there?" Right? And she's like, "Oh no, no, like whatever." Right? And then, so we're sitting there. It's been about at least ten minutes, and Doctor Dinapoli walks in, and she's like, "Where's that smell coming from?" And we're like, "We don't know. We thought it was your room." Basically, she's like, "Oh well, I, th- I think it smells like just natural gas." So I'm convinced that there was just natural gas burst in our. AP Spanish classroom somewhere. Nice, nice. So, uh, yeah, shout out to uh, Culver for really <laughs> keeping it down there, man. Hey, sometimes those things happen, yeah, you know? Yeah, I know, I know. Sometimes it happens. You're right. Um, yeah, speaking of things that just kind of happen, what's up with your ankle, man? Yeah, so I am in a boot, walking around, limping around campus for the next couple of days, possibly a week or two. Uh, I have a mild to minor uh, sprain in my right ankle after unfortunate rugby accident i mean it wasn't even in a game or anything it was just working on a new defense uh that we had planned for our next game against hsc and where we were doing some some running stuff and i stopped funny and collapsed over my ankle so we'll hope to get out of this boot soon enough and get back onto the field and get ready for the summer right right tell us a little about rugby so you guys had your first game is that right you know, um, against the number 10 team in the nation yeah that's that's correct so we played what when was that last Friday? So just about a week ago, we we took on Penn from Elkhart, Indiana, and they are r- ranked tenth nationally in the multi-school division. So that's where they pool from different schools. It's kind of like a club team, kind of like AAU basketball almost, where there's multiple schools representing one team. And you know, being our first game, it, it was a lot of fun for for all of us. We we were all new guys, a bunch of rookies. We had what three returners maybe playing, and uh, we we took them pretty pretty deep. I'd say so. the The point conversion is a little bit difficult to explain over over the is, show here. Is that, so. a, is that a kicking thing? Like you get in the what would be like equivalent to an end zone, and you put it down, and you have to kick it through the goalpost, or like yeah. So scoring is considered a try, mm-hmm. and. Uh, then you could kick for a conversion as well, kind of like in football, how you could uh, go for the PAT. But uh, they they scored seven tries against us, and we we scored three. So uh, a really experienced team versus a rookie team, I'll take that. Yeah, I was gonna say. I mean, it's only a four try game, right? <laughs> but I mean, like that's I mean that's considerably close for a bunch of rookie guys taking on a definitely experienced. I mean, nationally ranked team. So like, I mean. 
I know it's tough to lose, but like I mean, congrats on keeping it close. Yeah, I guess. Thank you, like, thank you. A shout out, Coach Knowlton. He uh, he did really well during this whole preseason, teaching us all the basics. And uh, fortunate, I was fortunate enough to score my first try in our first game, and uh, I was able to kick my own field goal, I guess, and yeah. uh, which was a lot of fun. Something he did mention was that in the 17 years he'd been coaching here, he had never seen a team. A, a team full of rookies go 11 phases down the field, which is pretty impressive playing against uh, this team full of six foot two, 230, 240 pound guys, you know, guys. just straight athletes. So, but like I said, a lot of fun, a lot of hard work, and uh, the boys are going to have a good season. And then, uh, so that's the beginning of the season, but I got a little thing about the end of season. So, uh, Prep hockey teams at Nationals right now, they pulled away with a 3-2 win over Car Shield, and then today they, they took it down to the wire with Shattuck again. Dude, every single they, time. They love doing that, man. Well, unless they're at Shattuck. Yeah, yeah unless they, they're at Shattuck. They took him down. I, I mean, it, they were up 2-1 to one after the first yep. period, and yep. they were down, what was it, 4-3 to three at one point? Yep. Going into the third, I, I believe it was 3-4 uh, Shattuck, and then it was... Going back and forth. We scored, they scored, we scored, and then uh, overtime took the whole five minutes. Nothing uh, came of it. So at the USA National Championship Tournament, uh, instead of doing a three-person shootout, they actually did a five-person shootout, five-man. So uh, if I recall correctly, Shattuck scored their first, their third, and their fifth. And then uh, we, we scored second and fourth. Or second and third, I believe, actually. Uh, they ended up pulling away with the win. I mean, Scott Morrow did have their their fifth goal, and I, I gotta say, I, I love, I love uh, Cole, but that was that was an unbelievable goal. I mean, you I know? didn't see it myself. I remember I was sitting in the locker room. We were changing after a shower and after baseball practice, and and they were talking about the end of the game, and I think it was, uh, I think it was Stu. Stu was talking to Pose. He was like. That goal was ridiculous. Like that yeah. was disgusting. I was like, they described it to me like you know, like almost between the legs. No, it, it was right. between the legs. Yeah, he came down in between the uh, the hash marks, and I from a, probably about fifteen feet out, just ripped a shot high. Uh, what would have been high blocker, high right side, and just top cheese. You know, it was uh, props to a man. <laughs> you know, good goal, but. Buddy's got to work on the celebration. I don't know if you saw the video, <laughs> but uh, he tried to be fancy with the celebration, giving the violin with a stick, caught an edge, and just ate oh. the boards. So, uh, checking the Twitter for USA Hockey in this tournament, uh, they uh, gave him a shout out for that too. They said, "Nice goal, but uh, the Sally needs to Sally need some work. work." So, that's uh, that's it for for the hockey team. We've got uh, Sioux City tomorrow. And uh, that'll conclude the round-robin play of the first round of the, the tournament. So, it, so far, it looks pretty good. I believe I mean, top two teams advance. Right now, yeah, right now we're sitting second. We got four points. Shadis yeah. got six. I assume Car Shield probably has three. Yeah. Right? yeah, something like that. However, it would work out for them. Uh, overall, pretty good, though. Uh, baseball games this week were canceled, I believe. Yeah, right. So, we were supposed to – we were at home against – Elkhart Christian is what it would have been today. Mm -hmm. We did beat Tippy Valley 13 to 8. Yep, yep. I mean, that was pretty, on the road, right? Yeah, on the road. Yeah. 
Chalky was there at the same time. Okay. So the entire Culver school pulled up. <laughs> but uh, so yeah, so we won and owed this week so far. Elkhart Christian got canceled today. Tomorrow we're on the road at Bremen. That'll be a really good game, I think. But uh, I think we can pull out that one and then. Saturday we're at home against Couts, so we'll see how we'll see how the week finishes up. But uh, right now we're five and two, and we're looking to push to seven and two after the end of the week. There you go. Wish you guys the best of luck. Thank you. Switching topics here from uh, from athletics, kind of away from Culver, but still on campus here. Um, we had an episode where we talked a lot about music, Tim. I haven't heard anything playing from anybody's speakers lately, except for Rap Star by Polo G. Uh, me too, man. Like, I mean, that's that's all I've been able to hear even all week long. I mean, even myself. And I, I kind of feel bad for my roommate. My, like, I don't know if I know if he's the same music as me, but I'm always, I'm like just bumping Rap Star. I love Polo. Like, I, like, I, like I said in the music episode, like, I'm not a Polo G. I wasn't a Polo G fan. Mm-hmm. I, I'm on the wave now, man. And I mean, you can call me bandwagoner, sure, but I'm on the wave now. Yeah, it's it's just one of those songs where once you hear it once, you can't not hear it for the rest of uh, your life, essentially, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, that might, might be a stretch, but I'm sure when we're driving our kids to school and we're listening to the throwback <laughs> radio, Rap Star's going to come on, you're going to be like, man, I remember sitting in my room overplaying this and oh, making yeah. uh, Connor really, really upset. <laughs> Dude. Cleaning the room during PI and just cranking Rap Star. There you go. So uh, that's going to conclude this intro for tonight's episode. And uh, I'm going to introduce the uh, special guest that we have here today in just a moment. All right, guys. We're joined here by uh, the members of the Quad. What is the Quad? Well, it's one of the biggest rooms here on campus. And it's being occupied by some uh, good leaders in our unit in Battery C and some Really, really good athletes here on campus. So I'll let them go ahead and introduce themselves and break it down of who they are, where they're from, sports they play, where they're going, and uh, some future plans here. Go ahead and break it down. Uh, what's up, guys? Uh, my name is AJ Davidson. Um, I've been here at Culver for four years. I am a one-year quad member. Uh, very proud to be a part of the quad legacy. And, um, you know, I play golf and tennis, and I'm headed off to Villanova next year. Uh, what's up? I'm Francisco Sepien, or you can call me Pancho. I am uh, from Mexico City. Uh, I play soccer, and next year I'm going to Notre Dame. Um, I'm not really sure what I want to study yet, but... I guess uh, we'll see. I've been in the quad for my, this is my second year now, and I met all my roommates probably the first day of school ever for Culver, I guess. Uh, what's up? I'm Jack Gray. I'm from San Francisco, California. Two-year quad member. Two-year quad member. Um, and I play lacrosse, and I'm headed off to Duke University next year. Hey guys, I'm Alec Vaccaro. Um, I'm also a four-year senior and a two-year quad member. I play lacrosse, and next year I'm heading to West Point. Awesome. So uh, you guys sound like you have some history with each other, which is really cool, and I'm glad uh, we have the opportunity to have you guys on the quad here, or on the show. So I'm going to start off a couple questions here for Jack and Alec. So 
uh, being from the West Coast myself, and Jack, you're from the West Coast also, your name is thrown, a thrown around a lot in the lacrosse community. Uh, Alec, your name has also been thrown around a lot with, with Jack Gray, given that you guys are teammates and roommates here at Culver. So a couple things that I kind of want to touch on here because I do know we have some listeners that uh, know you guys both pretty well through the lacrosse community. So uh, be proud of yourselves there. But uh, I want to kind of start by asking, how did you guys get into lacrosse? I'm, I'm really curious to figure, like, have you been playing your whole life or what? Like, if you guys want to break that down a little bit and speak on that. Yeah, we'll, we'll thank you, Rick, for the introduction. Um, I started playing lacrosse when I, was, when I was really little. My older brother was a big lacrosse player, so I, I've been playing um, ever since I can remember, um, playing, playing in the backyard. Um, with my older brother, so that's kind of how I started. Yeah, I started playing around third grade. Um, my cousin played at his Illinois high school, and I mean, lacrosse wasn't super big, but my gym teacher, her daughter actually played, so we did lacrosse in gym class, and I thought it was pretty fun, so that's how I got into it. So you guys play, if I understand correctly, in lacrosse, it's a little bit different than most sports. You guys have like a summer league or preseason league and then you kind of go into your school league or how does that work exactly was i correct on that or yeah so there's like uh there's like a summer there's a bunch of summer tournaments that you can play in all over the country and a lot of people play for you know like a travel team which will mostly play in the summer um and then once you get into the school year you mostly just play with your school rather than the travel team yeah, it looks a little bit different um, being at Culver just because we kind of have a longer season just because we're not in a conference, so we don't have any, you know, restrictions. So mm -hmm. first day on campus, we can get back to practice. Um, but for a lot of high schools, uh, your club teams, like your primary team, besides that, like, you know, the more top-tier schools mm -hmm. in the country. Mm -hmm. how, how does, like, playing on that summer league team – and then coming to Culver, like, how has that changed? Because you're playing with a lot of different guys, but some, sometimes you're playing with kids that are going to Culver. So, like, you've got some kids that are on your team and then some kids that aren't. How does, like, the transition, is it easy? Is it difficult? Uh, it's mostly not too bad. Um, you know, I, I especially like playing with guys that are here and that have been here. Um, and then, you know, in the summer when we're welcoming, welcoming the new guys, to the team it's a lot of fun getting to meet them over the summer um, and then you get to see them in the fall and be with them for the rest of the year so that's my favorite part about it yeah on the club circuit too um, there's a lot of guys in Illinois who and just the Midwest in general who play for Culver and uh, a lot of the club teams I've been on uh, so there's just a lot of connections there which you know makes it fun and uh, just easy to, to form those new relationships yeah, so uh, you guys actually had a national tournament that was on TV. I remember seeing a couple people posting about that one time. So can you guys explain kind of how that one went down, like how your team was assembled? Because I know a lot, most of the guys were at Culver, right? But some of them also didn't end up coming to Culver. So can you guys like just kind of break down like how that was and then also just kind of say like what the experience is like knowing that you guys are being watched by plenty of people on ESPN? Yeah, so our summer teams are very, uh, like, recruit-oriented, I would say. 
So our teams are made up of a lot of new guys, um, and it's more, part of it's just kind of like a meet and greet, I guess, like just being able to meet people coming in next year, uh, you know, seeing how guys are going to be and getting the chance to just play with each other for the first time. Uh, so there was that aspect of it. Like our team was very new going into that tournament, so we didn't really know what to expect. Uh, Canada was on lockdown, so we didn't really get any of our Canadians coming in. So there was... The pressure was definitely on because, you know, we didn't know how we were going to perform on national TV. But uh, we ended up coming together and making a pretty decent run, and a lot of us got playing time and had a lot of fun in the process. So. There you go. That's pretty much all you can ask for, right? Have fun and get better. So uh, we've talked a little bit about lacrosse. Uh, switching gears here, talk to Ponch here a little bit. So soccer is your main sport, right? Yeah, so let's talk a little bit about your soccer career. You uh, have you been playing your whole life, or did you just start playing when you got to Culver? Because I know it's not not the most popular sport on camper on campus. Sorry. Uh, yeah, I started playing uh, really young in Mexico, especially where like the area I'm from. It's like more part of the culture. It's like it's like you either play soccer or you really don't play any other sport. So. I guess I was kind of forced into it, but I like it, I enjoy it, and I, I mean, I have fun. Awesome, awesome. So you mentioned a couple times now from that you're from Mexico. What brought you to Culver? I mean, that's kind of a big change. We've had some international guys, uh, mostly for athletics, like uh, some guys from Canada to play lacrosse, but you coming from Mexico, coming up here, what, uh, what brought you out here? Um... So, so my, my grandpa actually came here, and some of my uncles. My dad didn't, but and neither did my mom. But I, ever since I was little, I knew I, I was somehow like going to come here, either summer camp or school. And I wasn't really um, looking forward to coming when I first, like, I guess, uh, registered. But... And I wasn't really planning on coming for four years. Uh, my, my brother actually, he didn't have, he didn't know, he wasn't a big fan of Mexico and just like, I guess the lifestyle down there, my older brother. So he decided to just come early and just get away from that. And just his feedback, I guess, was what encouraged me to come for four years. Mm-hmm. And and I, I don't regret it. I, yeah, so you mentioned your brother, and he was he's a year older than you, so he graduated last year, right? So um, one of my things is, like, what did he kind of tell you that really kind of made you think, like, yeah, I want to I come here earlier than I planned on, do, on coming already? And then how did you kind of take what he told you and, like, just make the best out of it, coming, like, changing your plans? Like, the like, question might be a little confusing. But, but. Yeah, no, no, I completely understand. Uh, well... He, he told me that just like trying out new things and like kind of going out of your of your comfort zone is kind of like for him I guess it went really well like he really enjoyed his first year here and I guess like I was I have always like followed in his steps so I tried it out and like I like even my like friends back in Mexico they were like they they would tell me like I don't, I don't think you want to go I guess like they could even see me see it in me but I really like enjoyed, I guess the the process and and just trying out new things is, is is awesome. And I feel like 
I matured and I grew, I, I grew a lot more than any of my friends back. Well, Ponch, I can tell you we're all really glad you're here. You know, I've, I've learned a lot from you in the past years that I've been here. And uh, I, I'm really excited to have been able to live with you the past couple of years. And uh, your story is really, really cool to hear because it's not the traditional one that a lot of people have, you know. So we thank you for that. Uh, moving over here to AJ. AJ, AJ, AJ. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, so golf and tennis. Sure, yeah. Talk a little bit on that. Um, so, you know, <laughs> I've been playing golf my whole life. I grew up in Chicago, the suburbs. Um, so that's always been a, kind of a part of my life. My dad got me involved in golf at a young age, uh, playing a lot of junior tournaments. Um, and then naturally, as I came here, playing golf just seemed like what I wanted to do. Um, so I've played golf now for three years because unfortunately, I uh, got canceled last year due to COVID. Um, you know, it'll get you. COVID will get you. Yeah. You know, it's something we talk about pretty much in every episode and how people respond to it. So we'll probably go into that question soon here. But uh, go ahead and continue. Sorry. Yeah, no. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I've really enjoyed playing golf here. I've met a lot of great friends. Um, it's been a great experience. And then on um, the tennis aspect, I actually never played um, – like real competitive tennis until freshman year. Uh, I just wanted to be active in the uh, fall. And I had an older cousin um, who some people here know. Uh, he graduated last year, but he played tennis. And so he kind of got me into it. And I played uh, tennis here for four years. Um, same kind of experience with golf, you know, met some great people, had a lot of fun along the way. So no regrets there. Awesome, dude. So. Unfortunately, this year, because of COVID, I wasn't able to watch you play tennis, but I have been fortunate enough to make it out to the golf course just recently here and watch you play, and what a sight to see. I mean, watching some of your friends play golf on a top, what, top 10 nine-hole course in the country for high school? Yeah, number two. It's uh, pretty impressive, so I had a lot of fun going out there and watching you and Des play. Uh, was fortunate enough to capture some good photos, too, so yeah. have a lot of those good memories. So... Uh, do you have plans on playing golf in the future? Because it sounds like you've played quite a bit. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, so early on in my high school career, um, college golf was definitely on my radar. Um, I didn't see my game progress really towards that D1 or even really good D3 level, so I kind of let that fall back out of my priority list. Um, started looking at schools based on not really um, golf, primarily academics. Um, but I definitely do plan on playing at least club golf in college. And um, I do have to do some more research on the varsity, like the, the D1 team. I don't think Villanova's D1 team is really highly ranked, which is definitely beneficial for me. Um, so who knows if I'll try to do a little walk-on thing, but uh, we'll see. Yeah. Well, we all wish you the best of luck for that, man. I want to see you prosper in that uh, field of your life. So, boys, uh, we just talked a little bit about COVID. I mean, that's been a huge thing that everybody's been affected by, and everybody's been affected in their own different way. I know Jack and Alec, you boys, didn't get a lacrosse season. Uh, Poncho, I don't know if you play a spring sport, so it may have just affected your training. And then, AJ, your, your golf season last year was, was canceled because of that. If you guys kind of want to individually or, or all together kind of touch on how COVID affected sports and then – 
you guys want to talk about how it affected your schooling too because we're all seniors looking for colleges and stuff like that if that uh, makes sense there for you uh, for me I, I don't play a spring sport uh, I mean I, I do I, I played golf as well but I, I'm not I just played it for fun uh, but I wasn't planning on playing so it didn't really affect me in that area um, I did, I guess I did see it as kind of a blessing, like just spending so much time with my family uh, back home, even though things were, uh, didn't seem very much like a blessing. But, um, so yeah, I, I wasn't that affected. Of course, I missed the roommates and just the life here. Yeah, I think uh, for lacrosse it affected us uh, quite a lot. Um, during quarantine and over summer, uh, you know, a lot of things about our program changed. Um, we had a new coach, a bunch of guys left, um, got a bunch of new guys um, that came in, um, and obviously missing a season, you know, hurts you, but uh, you know, I think it gave us a lot of time to kind of, you know, think back and, and learn a lot um, and understand more about ourselves. I think. Definitely, definitely miss the spring here. Um, miss you know games and practices and hanging out with everyone and being in the room um, with the guys. So that, that's what I miss most about um, you know missing last season from COVID. Yeah, just to kind of add on to Jack, like I would agree that we it was really tough losing the lacrosse season, obviously, but you know spring is such a special time on campus and. That was definitely where a lot of the hits were taken as well. Um, we were lucky to still kind of put together like a grad ceremony virtually and you know be able to connect with, with some other people in the town of Culver, um, which was a lot of fun. And I think our, our team did a really good job of kind of staying together and staying strong throughout the entire quarantine. I'm sure you guys got into it a little bit when you had a you know, some of the lacrosse guys mm -hmm. on the show, but I think it was definitely a time for growth when it could have uh, really set us back. Yeah. So, AJ, you have anything to add there? or? Um, you know, I think COVID, for the most part, um, had mostly negatives to everyone's life. Um, for me personally, it also kind of made me appreciate a lot of little things. Um, but... I mean, yeah, and just like going off of that, now that we're here um, with a month left, like I feel like we missed out on a lot of time last year, and I think now we're really just doing the best to make the most of it and go out having fun with all our friends. Yeah, I agree, but uh, as we look forward, we got to turn, turn the past into something, obviously, of the past, you know? Take a bad, a bad time and kind of forget about it, and look to the future like we're all kind of sitting here down now about the past but we, we need to lighten the mood here and kind of look forward to the senior spring that we have together and the rest of the school year um jack you actually touched on it a little bit about a new program for lacrosse i kind of wanted to see your guys' opinion on it so when we had uh ty ben and cam on the show they uh they talked they talked about the program a lot kind of in detail but you and uh, alec are kind of senior leaders on the team too and you guys have, I'm sure, have your own opinion on the new new coaching staff and 
the new players that have come in and the kind of the leadership role that you had to adapt to because you didn't really get to see the on-field leadership performance from last year's seniors, but this year you guys kind of had to step into that role kind of blind almost. But so far from what I've seen is you guys have been able to hold it down pretty well. I mean, the last two games I watched, you guys won by 20-plus goals. So if you guys want to talk on that a little bit. Yeah, I think from, like, a senior leadership perspective, a lot of the guys who are in, like, bigger leadership roles on the team have been fortunate enough to be immersed in the culture for, you know, three, four years. Um, so I think, you know, it, it's easier for us to kind of adapt just because we've kind of seen what it takes and we've had really great senior classes. Uh, we've set a really high standard and a really good example of kind of what it takes to keep the program at the level it has been. Um, so yeah, and I think we've done kind of everything in our power to to maintain that this season. And there's been some some rough spots along the way, uh, you know, injuries and stuff we can't really control. But you know, for the most part, I think we're we're on a pretty good path here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I mean, there's definitely been some some bumps, but um, I think overall, um, stepping into Kind of position um, hasn't been too bad. Um, I think we've been put into like a you know a position that no other senior group has had to be in. Um, but you know it, it makes our lives a lot easier. Um, you know when you have a group of guys that you know are all trying to you know reach the same goal and are all you know best friends with each other um, and want to see each other succeed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I- Everybody always wants to see that lacrosse team do really well. And I think uh, you guys have kept that tradition alive. So we're all proud of you guys and happy to see that. Um, for the two guys that don't play lacrosse, though, have you seen any change in, like, leadership role in the unit from these guys? Like, how has, like, their – how have they come back, maybe changed a little bit because they had to adapt to that new role? Um, I definitely think that I've seen um, a little mentality shift out of the two of them, like, since the start of the season. Um, I know for Alec, like, he gets real intense, like, a day before, like, he's into his stretching, like, bed early, like, really regimented. And I think they just really, um, you know, it's kind of their passion. So, I mean, it's pretty natural for them to take something like that um, extremely seriously. Um, pretty cool watch. Uh, yeah, I definitely agree with that. You can definitely see when, in both of them, when something goes wrong, either a practice or in a game, or when just something, I guess, when team chemistry isn't at its top. Yeah. Now, on the contrary, Jack and Alec, have you guys seen, like, a, a change in leadership or behavior since we've come back to campus? Uh, I, I always see Poncho, he's got a smile on his face every time I see him. Every time I walk by him in the hallway, he's always looking happy. Is that uh, something that he's always been about? Or, or even for AJ, too, he's always excited to see me every time I see him. I know he's, he lights up, it lights up his day, I know that. Uh, yeah, I mean, the, obviously with AJ, like I haven't been, in, been rooming with him since I've been here, but been fun to see kind of him and Poncho I would say kind of their competitive side a little bit 
Like, I know we were playing, like, a, a makeshift version of volleyball in here last night, and AJ was getting pretty fired up. We made some bets. There was a lot on the line, so it was it was exciting to see that competition. And, uh, you know, Poncho, just, like, messing around playing soccer with him in the fall, you know, I saw a little bit of his angry side. You know, he's, he gets scrappy and on the soccer pitch. So it's been really fun to see that uh, that other side of these two guys that, you know, I thought I've, I've known super well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we like to uh, we like to keep it um, kind of work hard, play hard in here. We get our we get our homework done. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. It's true. It's true. <laughs> you know, Big Al's grinding on his econ homework. Um, you know, AJ's you know doing some some stuff by himself over here. Um, but you know. They, you know, we always keep a keep a smile on our faces and uh, like to have fun with each other. So that's always good. Yeah, Jack opening his backpack very often. <laughs> his computer's definitely on his desk. Well, that actually nice. kind of segued into the next next kind of part of that I was going to talk about. I was going to say enough of athletics and leadership. Uh, I kind of want to know what it's like to be living in a quad. You're, I think, the only four-person room on campus this year. Uh, I don't know if company is doing it this year or not, but uh, it's got to be something a little different because a lot of people only have one roommate, and that's not a big deal. You know, you live with one person for the 10 months we're here, but living with three other people from different backgrounds, from different different sports, everything like that, what's it like? I mean, you guys got to kind of started having a little fun here. I want to know some more stories and what it's like to be living here in the quad. There's, there's definitely a lot of just like inside jokes and just kind of like little things that each of, like each one of us do that like we all find funny and uh yeah I mean it's just like all laughs all the time and yeah like like I guess an example we're, we're a big fan of Aegis airpods <laughs> he, he loves wearing them and we just we're just delighted every time we see him and then on the other side we got big Al. He's a big fan of anime. <laughs> the truth, the truth is out. The yeah, truth he, is out. He loves it. I mean, I, I can't say it's bad because I've never watched it, so I'm, I'm not gonna throw shade. <laughs> I'm not gonna hate him. Yeah, but we just love coming in the room, seeing Big Al all cuddled up in weighted blanket, <laughs> just watching some Naruto. Yeah, the way I kind of describe it to people at home is it's just it's pretty much just like a 24-hour sleepover with your best friends, mm-hmm. which, you know, can sometimes be a really bad thing, especially in an environment when you have to perform in, like, <laughs> athletics and <laughs> academics all the time. Um, and, yeah, Punch, the, the anime I watch is good, by the way. Well, I, I, I want to ask a question there. What, what happens when beef arises? I mean, do we have little scraps, or is it just kind of float in the air? And, the other guys are just kind of sitting there. We kind of <laughs> just, uh, we usually team up on each other. <laughs> um, and usually, usually there's just a lot of jokes. Yeah. Oh, okay. Just flying yeah. around. There's not, yeah. there's not too many, too many fights or anything like that. We, we battle a lot of, uh, sar- uh, a lot of hate with sarcasm. So if, if you're, if you're in the part of the quad and you're getting a lot of sarcasm directed towards you. You're probably doing something wrong. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, I don't think like we've ever really experienced like real beef that has lasted more than like twenty minutes, and it's usually just kind of squashed with some jokes and sarcasm, like Pancho said. Yeah. Um, so I mean, yeah, it's all very lighthearted. It's a lot of fun. Awesome, man. It it sounds like it would be a, a good time to spend all the all the hours of the day here with uh, your best friends. I mean, I get to do it with one of them, but three i feel like it'd be a, a lot of fun and a neat experience uh we we are kind of joined here by ty english and ben trumbull they're kind of sitting in on the show and i keep hearing ty off story time from from the back and i that kind of gets me excited here i kind of want to hear a story now if anybody's got a, a good quad story you know something that that always comes first to mind something that's more appropriate than not well, uh i just got something here in the quad every morning, actually, we have a really important uh, event. <laughs> uh, we're not all big fans of it, but... It's, it's more of a ritual at this point. It does happen. <laughs> and, and, and I don't mean to call anybody out or anything, but... It's around some, some morning, 6.30, from 6 to 7, regularly. Oh. And, and especially me... Just sleeping uh, under uh, Alec. Sometimes I get the kick to the face when <laughs> he's getting down, and and it's just it's just a nice way to wake up, I guess. But then, but then I just go back to bed. But then this is where the the real magic happens. <laughs> it's when we start hearing uh, Alec's slippers drag through the hallway, <laughs> and then you slowly hear the door open, and then the lights come on. And that just, it just, before, like, yeah, it, it could get me a little, get under my skin. But now, I don't think I can wake up without Big Al. So. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, I'm looking around and I see smiles in everybody's face and everybody's kind of chuckling. So, you, you know, that's a good one. Uh, Big Al, what's your response to that? <laughs> you know, I kind of take it as my responsibility to be the <laughs> <laughs> to be the quad alarm clock in a sense um you know we've got a group of guys that like to sleep in and you know when i flip those lights on i in my mind it's like all right we're we're getting everybody ready to go we're starting the day i'm gonna take this on together so i mean you know i take pride in the in the ritual and i mean unless there's a a sweeping vote that they wanted to change i'm, I'm gonna keep rolling Nope, no, we're good here. We're good. Oh, sounds like no, they need it. No. Another, another uh, little thing about uh, the quad is AJ's wardrobe and his desk are located on opposite sides of the room. And and you you know AJ's feeling greasy when he grabs all of his clothes from his wardrobes, put it on his desk, and starts folding it, and goes just back and forth, maybe a thousand times, putting each shirt, <laughs> just crossing the whole room, putting putting his shirts away, and it's just awesome. Just, just the way the way he transitions from one side of the room to the other, a little sway of the feet. It's great. It's great. Well, actually, I was gonna I was gonna ask a question sort of like that. How do you guys choose who gets what bed and who gets what desk and wardrobe? I mean, it's usually a fight for the top bunk and the best wardrobe. Like, how how did you guys decide that when you came first came on campus this year? I remember coming in. So like, for those of you for for those of you who aren't familiar really with like. The history of the quad. So um, last year it was Alec, Jack, Poncho, and then Henry Curtis, who graduated last year. Um, I'm now known to be Henry Curtis's replacement. 
Um, and so I wouldn't say I really felt like an outsider, but I didn't want to like intrude. I didn't know what like the deal was with the, the quad. So coming in, I was really flexible with, you know, whatever desk, whatever wardrobe, whatever bed. Um, and, you know, I think everything worked out. I mean, I don't think anyone's really, really unhappy um, with the assignments, but it wasn't really a fight. I don't think. Yeah, I think we went by, like, best music taste, got first <laughs> So, I mean, you know, Jack's country music knocks it out of the park, so he got uh, he got first dibs on, on uh, bunk and wardrobe. Yeah, that's another thing. I don't, I don't think I can go a morning without a good country song here in the quad from, from Jack Gray. And, and yeah, I feel like another part is what you're willing, I guess, like what you're will, willing to have. Because uh, in, in my case, like I don't mind people just sitting on my bed and laying on my bed. So I guess that's why I got like, uh, I guess the bed that's more accessible. Just like when people come in my room, like they sit on my bed. And I don't, I don't really care. But unlike, unlike, I know Alec, Alec's not a big fan of other people on, on his bed, so that's why he got a less accessible one, I guess. Mm-hmm. And, and the same goes for desks. Like, maybe if you don't, if you don't like people around your desk or, or just when they come in the room just following you, then you can pick a desk further away, more isolated. So you, you brought something up that I found very interesting, and you, you decided who got the best bed by music choice. We, we have had an episode strictly talking about music on the podcast, so music is something that we're very fond of here. Uh, if you guys could go around and kind of explain your music choices and how, like, how that competition worked, because you said Jack won. Was it, was it collective, or was it like Jack came in and goes, my music's better than yours? Kind of explain your, your taste. I want to know the four of you guys, what you listen to and how you decide who's better. Well, well I can say as the roommate with the best music choice that um, everyone really likes the uh, the country music that I play you know I'll, I'll, I'll play a song and everyone's like god Jack just please play more of this <laughs> I, just, I just can't wait for you to play another song um, but I think that the, you know the country music that I play um, that I really really love um, I love it so um, I play it <laughs> Give us an example of a country song that you'd play at, at this morning. In the morning? Yeah. Oh, what's, what's one? Uh, there's a bunch. The one about the uh, beer and the pickup truck and the heartbreak. No. The big iron on his head. <laughs> I, play, I play good country music, like real country music. So it's it's not that bad. Yeah. <laughs> it's not that bad. I, think I, I just listen to whatever Jack listens to because, like, I think that goes for all of us. <laughs> uh, I, I, I personally heard AJ's music. Big fan of that. Uh, what what I, is AJ's music? I don't know. It, it varies. It, it's normally when when he's alone in the room, just going from one side to the other, folding his clothes. <laughs> he, he he sometimes puts puts on some some tunes. Uh, I don't I don't listen to music that much or as much as my roommates. I I have a like I don't know. Just sometimes it bothers me. Especially with uh, headphones, so I, I prefer podcasts, just like this one. <laughs> and uh, but, but, but for Big Al, for Big Al, I don't really know his music taste. He has these really nice headphones. They're noise canceling, so so when when he puts those on and starts listening to his own tunes, 
he can't hear anything, and, <laughs> and I, he tends he, to ignore everyone for hours on end. <laughs> just submerges into his own world. So maybe one day I'll get the insight on that. But I guess just for now, I guess that's what we said. It's a mystery. Since I, I don't really mind music, Asian music's pretty good. Nobody knows about Big Al's music. Big Al, I guess right now is the Literally, time to share. We so, you yeah. gotta know. Let the people know what they want to know. You know, I will say it's, it's probably a lot of what I listen to probably isn't what you'd expect, but I prefer to just keep it a mystery. I think that's oh, better off like you, that. You yeah. K-pop action? Like, there could be some K-pop in there. You <laughs> really don't know. Huh? And <laughs> Well, I mean, if I had to guess, I'd, I'd say some rock and roll mixed with some rap. That's That would be my guess, but if you're saying that it's not what I'd guess, I, I'm really interested now. Well, I mean, you know, Perry. give us your favorite song besides Jack's Country. You know, I think a song with rock and roll and rap in the same track. <laughs> Kind of like a rock rap type deal. Well, I mean, you might say it as a joke, but we've got the Post Malone and Ozzy Osbourne <laughs> yeah. uh, tune that we could we <laughs> could listen to. That's what I was thinking. I'll yeah. take that. Yeah, but I'll, uh, <laughs> I'll give it a listen. All right, guys. Uh, so we're actually coming up on time here for the show. I, I've had a lot of fun here today talking about uh, your athletic and academic adventures and then uh, kind of what it's like to live here in the quad. Uh, anybody have any closing thoughts here or Questions for me or Tim before we go out, or? Thanks for having us. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate that. Thank you, boys. Thank you. Oh, wait, wait. I want to know who's the next, uh, who's the next, uh, on the podcast? We're doing the schedule. Are we doing baseball next? Um, so technically, I think we actually have coach Ian Speliotis. Oh, no. oh, we've got him scheduled, but we don't wow. know if he's going to be back before uh, He might be in a bad mood for it. Though. Yeah. You never be. know his spells. So we might switch that up and have another CGA appearance. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, so that's kind of what we got on the schedule right now. Uh, we're, we're looking forward to continuing the show throughout the rest of the year and maybe pass it down to the next – Next class here as we uh, graduate and continue. Maybe it'll be a battery seat thing. Who knows? You know, uh, I've ha- I've had a lot of fun doing it. I know Tim's hit or miss. You know, he's here sometimes. I only <laughs> like doing the after tops. No, no pre CQ stuff. <laughs> yeah, so, Did you make an appearance with the uh, with dance partners? I did not. No, just <laughs> strictly after tops. <laughs> uh, before we sign off, I just want to give a preview of what I think they got with. So, <laughs> here it is. <laughs> <laughs> you want to confirm or deny? I can see, I can see him getting right over there. I was singing along with him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> his, foot, his foot was moving. He knew that tune. <laughs> I mean, I mean, he nailed it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, guys, thanks for thanks again for jumping on the, the show. And uh, for those of you guys listening, thanks for listening to another episode of After Tops. I'm Eric Marshall. Tim Flanagan. And this is The Quad with After Tops. Have a good night. Thanks, boys.